Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, time to do the podcast. What do you say? We've got the Al is still out. He actually just texted me. He's doing better, feeling better. So there's the uh, Al Dukes update. Uh, yesterday we had Gallo in here. Today we've got Mike Legelman. What's up, Mike? How are you? What's up, Jerry? So let's start this way because it's almost, might even be, what was the date of your wedding? July 1st. It has been a year. So you have hit the one-year mark. Ready for divorce or things good? Well, at this part, and you probably will agree with this, nothing really changes. We don't have kids. Like I was told True. It, it doesn't really change anything until you Bring kids into the mix. Well, and you lived with your girlfriend before you and your wife until you got married, correct? Yeah, for about four years. All right, so oh, so nothing changes then. No, remember, so we moved in together. COVID happened. Things got, you know, things flipped yeah. on their head. The world changed. Things got delayed. So yeah, we had already been living together for a while. That's interesting. We are looking now for a house, which seems like it might be the worst experience in the world. Tough time to buy, right. so it's an odd time to buy. But even still, it can be the most fun, though, too. When you do settle on a place and then you know it's yours, it is fun. I would imagine this will hopefully end with a huge sense of relief when oh, it's all Oh, sure. Over. And there's no doubt. When you move, I've moved, I guess, three times. We have we bought the townhouse when we first got married. Then we moved to Brick. So I'm in, I've been in four residences since I've been married. So I'm married now, uh, I, I guess it was just 24 years. So 24 years, four residences. And I will tell you, I, and this is a loose term, I enjoy moving to the to the point of when everything is new again and you're a new and you're in a new environment. I find it to be I think it's a blast. The issue with moving though is all the crap. Well, is it the actual moving part. Oh my I've god. I've moved a couple the times. The moving's easy because the moving company comes in and does everything. Still gotta pack a lot of stuff up. I'm someone that yeah. has a lot of stuff. Fine. Here's how you do it. You pick a day, like if moving day is, let's say, uh, let's say you're moving November 1st, just whatever, and you, first thing I would try and do is take a look around and think, how many boxes per room do I think I need? And then figure out the days, pack two boxes a day, and it's easy. It's kind of like, you ever see the Will Smith, there's a motivational piece from from Will Smith when he was doing an interview. It wasn't like he was standing on a podium trying to motivate people. He It was in an interview, and it's now on like social media, you can Google it and it will come up. And Will Smith tells the story of his dad telling him and his brother or his cousin, I forget, to go out there and build like a, um, not a wall. I think it was more a patio, whatever it was. It might have been a wall, like a retaining wall. And they were like, it's too big of a job. And his dad was like, why? 
two bricks a day. And in like six months, you got a retaining wall. And it's, it is true. We do that when we move two boxes a day. Even if it's 100 days, you got 200 boxes as opposed to waiting and waiting, and then you got to pack the whole place up. Well, it's a perfect philosophy. The last time I moved, I started off doing that. All right, a little a day, mm-hmm. or especially like once I got the week to the weekend, I was working full time. So once I got to the weekend, do a lot on like every a Friday or Saturday. Sure. Then once I stopped, once I missed one, then it starts to pile up, and then then it just seems too daunting to yeah. even jump back in. And now all of a sudden, you've got a major project on right. your hands. But I do think it's fun. If, are you guys at least settled on where you're looking? Yeah. So we uh, ended up, we're in Central Jersey. I mean, both from Monmouth County. We're yeah. in like the Woodbridge Edison area, kind of by Eddie. And we ended up loving that area. We picked it because of convenience. And we're still looking around that okay. area. Okay. So that helps. If you actually have an idea right, where you Right. We're not worried live. about, you know, where do we have to move? It's basically yes. looking for, I think we're thinking more townhouse. Like you had, you said sure. it was your first one. Yeah. So it's more looking for townhouses in our area. You know, give or take 15 minutes in any direction. Now, when I first moved in, or my wife moved in with me, the I would say the first, and I'm, I'm curious about you when you go back four years. Now, you had the pandemic to deal with, too, so that throws another, I mean, monkey wrench into the whole thing. But when we never argued, ever, when we were dating and then we got engaged, and when we bought the townhouse, I was supposed to be in the townhouse about three months before we got married. I was, And I had never lived alone because I went from my house to this townhouse. And I didn't go away to college. I commuted and all that. So I had three months before we were getting married. And I remember about four days after I moved in, knock on the door, and it was her. And she's got bags. And I was like, oh, what, what's, what's this? She goes, you know what? My parents said, why am I waiting? I should just move in. Because we were 25, you know. I'm like, where? Here. We just bought the place. I'm like, okay. So there went my three months that I was going to live on my own for the first time. And we almost killed each other the first 10 days. Like, little things drove me nuts. Uh, little things I did drove her nuts. The way things were folded drove me crazy. The way it, it was unbelievable, that 9, 10. And then ever since then, it's been fine. Did you have that at all when of you first moved in? Of course we did. Now, I think it both helped that, like, we both had dealt with plenty of roommates, like, in college. Okay. And some really bad ones for mm-hmm. both of us. So, kind of like, anything that happened, no matter, there's nothing she could have done that would have been worse than what I dealt with some of the roommates in college and me vice versa. But of course we had stuff that popped up that was annoying. Like there's always little things like you, you don't even think, you know, you know the stuff that you like and don't like, then there's stuff that you don't even realize, Oh, I have a problem with that. Mm -hmm. And still it starts popping up every day. And then you realize, Oh, I, I kind of hate that. Yeah. But thankfully we, you know, especially now it's been four years. We've moved through almost all that. Although I'll say, because she might listen to this, she definitely would like for me to be a little bit, uh, more active in the cleaning department. You're a slob. No, I'm not a slob, but I don't know. I'm also a man. Like the sweeping and the vacuuming, like I just, I don't. Yeah, like, I don't. I don't. My wife does it. Not that it, I but think I don't she mind. should do it. I just don't want to. I don't want to do it. Right. I would just hire a maid. Like I'm not going to tell her to do it. I'm just going to say like, hey. Also, as a person with no sense of smell, there's a lot of stuff oh. that around. The, like there are times where if the garbage is in the, in the can for a while, she's like, really needs to be taken out. It smells bad. I'm like, I. That that I'll fine do it. To me. that literally means nothing to me. That is amazing that you have no sense of smell. That's fascinating. And never have. So like, there's there's people popping up nowadays because they lost it with COVID. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they're going through like a loss or an adjustment for me. Again, just the words mean nothing. So to you me. can't smell perfume on her. Absolutely nothing. Wow. Food, good, bad. Like I base food on like texture, temperature, what Not it looks taste. like. Well, I so I always get asked this: Do you taste? I taste what I taste. I don't know what anybody else tastes. I don't know what anything else is supposed to taste like. I it, My taste buds taste what they taste. 
That is something. But even the, even like to walk into an Italian restaurant or or whatever type of restaurant. Oh, when we did, this, I mean, we were just in Italy and people, oh, it smells so great. The pizza, nothing. the salt, you know, go to a movie theater, oh, the popcorn. I'm like, yeah, no, fantastic. And, and you've never How had wonderful it. for all You've you. never had a sense of never. smell. Wow. Well, I realized if you don't know, then you don't know. I was in the car with my whole family. We were driving somewhere. This was in Jersey. Grew up in Brooklyn, but we came to Jersey a lot. My mom's whole family was here. And at one point, they just all started freaking out. Oh, oh, God, what is that? Well, I was like, what? Like, what's, I started freaking out. What's going on? Yeah. There was a skunk. And then there was another time. You ever been to uh, the Lilo and Stitch ride in Disney? Uh, sure, I do know of it. At yes. one point, Stitch like farts, and they right. put a bad smell out there. So we're in there. It's one of those, I think, 4D. So it's dark. People have the glasses on. Jerry, every single person in this auditorium, 100, 200 people, how many? Oh, freaking out. Oh, my God, what is that? And I am I freaked out. I jumped. I grabbed my mom's arm. She was next to me just to ask her why What's going on? literally every other person in the room yeah. is losing their mind because I have no idea. That's wild. I guess if you never had it, you don't know what you're missing. Right. That's why, like, I'll joke, but, but it's fine because it's really... It means not like I have no idea what I'm saying. Yeah, missing. no, I get it. It's like, right. It's like if you're born blind, you don't know any better. Right. And if, yeah, man. All right. Well, that's interesting. Anyway, to go back to your point, though, about the living together, and then we'll move on. The one thing, 24 years married now, that I still do, my wife. So when we used to have the the washer and dryer, I used to wash clothes. I no issue washing clothes. I don't, no issue at all. We bought these new washers and dryers. She doesn't let me touch them anymore, which is fine. But 24 years later, when she uh, does the laundry, I hate the way she folds socks. So the socks go in the, the drawer. I go upstairs, and I put them the way I want them. It's funny because some people like are cleaning or vacuuming, whatever it is. I like doing my own laundry. I mean, it stinks okay. to have to commit the time to it, but like I fold my clothes yeah, a certain time? way. Just I've been doing it forever, so I'm particular about that. So I'll just stick with doing my own. You ever think about what it was like doing laundry 200 years ago? Yes. Every time I go somewhere and you see a clothesline still yeah. hanging out, like, oh. That's another one. The struggle that it used to be, you know, having to reel the whole thing yes. in one item at a time. We used to do, when I was a kid, my mom did that in the summer. I'm sure my parents did as children, yeah. too, growing up in Brooklyn we had in a the clothesline. 60s and 70s. Yes. Yeah. We absolutely had a clothesline. And I, when I was little, like, I don't remember as I got older, that went away. But as a kid living in, uh, I guess, our second house, they're 100% my mom. In the summertime, we had a clothesline. No doubt. And that's like, if I did that now, I think my kids would think I was nuts if I put a line outside. Right, like, and what you are two clothespins, you're hanging yes. it up, right? Like, the, the air dries it, not the machine. What are you talking about? Uh, yeah, so different. And, and, just, and we're not even talking about 100 years ago. You're talking for me, I'm 49. I would say my mom, when I was probably so 40 years ago. It we is funny, though, that. you say that because there's stuff that like happened – Five, ten years before I was born. Mm -hmm. And then there's things that were outdated a hundred years before you sure. were born. It all seems like ancient history to you because if it didn't happen in your life and you don't happen. have a frame of reference for it, yeah. it might as well be a thousand years ago. Yeah. Well, that's where you see too online a lot of um a lot of these videos where they'll put like a rotary phone in front of a kid. Uh, a floppy disk. How do you use this? Right. Or a floppy right. disk. What is this for? Or an old radio. Right. Like what uh, they'll see a plug. What do I do with it? You plug it in, then what? Like, have no concept of what a regular transistor radio is or a radio that needs batteries, then what? It's just, if you didn't deal with it, how would you know? Right. So, it's pretty wild. All right, what else you got? So, uh, did you see this news story in Alabama? 
What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Not yet. That's the the start of that? No. Okay, so there was a man who was proposing to his fiance, who's a news reporter Did he have a down in Alabama. Penis? A bent penis? No. Okay. But so he got the people at the news station involved, like to create like a bit like a fake story yeah. so that they'll get her there. He proposes. They centered it around. They created a fake domestic disturbance to get her to this spot, this call she's meeting with authorities. It ended with a person in a lake because he had to get her to the spot on the lake with the camera crew and everybody, and then he proposes. My first thought reading this is, you couldn't think of any other possible news story in small-town Alabama that could get somebody to a lake. You know, woman celebrating 109th birthday, family taking her to the lake. Like, that's... That's what you guys landed on, yeah, and everybody in the news department, nobody speaks up and says, you know, we could probably come up with something else, or they could, literally anything else, or they couldn't. I, I thought you were going to. I've give only me this. spent thirty seconds on it. I feel like we already can't. There could be one. There has to be one idea. Of course, there is. I like the hundred nine year old woman. Right, what, anything. That's actually pretty good. The oh, there's the guy getting hit in the, with the replay. Um, I thought you were going to bring up the story of the because I it wasn't Alabama though, but there was a couple that just got married. And the um, they were supposed to celebrate by jumping in the pool together, and they ran. And then as soon as she jumped, he peeled off and made her jump in the pool by herself. With what her, a great way to start the marriage! On. I know. And she's wearing the gown, and he's ha 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 ha. You, you jackass! This is after the vows. Yeah, I think so. So you just make all those vows about commitment and everything, yes. and, then and then he, he decommitted. The like, Whoa, you know what? Never mind. I'm out. Uh, not me. I don't think so. But like at that were... point, if you're hard, don't you go get the marriage annulled? Nah, you're not getting the marriage annulled, but you're pissed. And, oh, speaking of the marriage getting annulled, now, I didn't read this story, but this is a headline. I want to make sure I have it before I do it because then people will yell at me if if I read it somewhere wrong. I mm, Let's see here. So I'm going to say man gets divorced. No, asks for divorce. Okay. You ready for the ending of this? Yeah, after, it seems pretty normal so far. So far. After wife denies him sex on his wedding night. Okay, that. But even then, like I said, my first thought then, and I don't. This is probably weird. That's an annulment, isn't that right in the window? Like I learned from watching Friends with Ross and Rachel, you got a couple days. Here it is. Right, you get a return policy. Right. Revolting husband demands divorce after bride refuses sex on wedding night. This was in uh, in Sydney, Australia. A bride details the horrifying moment her groom asked her for a divorce the morning after they got married. Um, she said that he had asked for sex on their wedding night, but was furious because he didn't get what he wanted. Uh, the following morning, she said he demanded a divorce, eventually causing the newlyweds, newlyweds to officially separate just two. So they did. So they separated two weeks after getting married. I'm sure they'll be able to reconcile that. If you need to ask for a separation two days after, you guys are made for long term. I was not married even 24 hours before my husband wanted a divorce, and we separated two weeks long, later. The night of the wedding, we went out and we got back to the hotel room. Unfortunately, I didn't give him what he wanted. Uh, this led him. Let's see. Dee, 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 dee. 
I oh, she said we were tired and I didn't want to. And the next day he wanted a divorce. Wow. That's got to be a record for fastest separation. That is That's pretty quick. And then think about so thinking back to another marriage story, the one you brought up, the woman and the man in the pool. There's no way he got laid that night, right? Huh. He he wouldn't jump in the pool. Then they go back to the room after the reception, well, how and the re- he's asking, well, there's no on, how, way. How'd the reception go? That's See, that's where you got How her. quickly can you recover from that? She's soaking wet. She's in the pool, wedding dress, wet, and he's out there, and he's just, you know, if she committed totally to normal, it, dry. If she committed to it and was into the idea, she can be pissed that he didn't jump in, but she already expected to jump in with the dress. The question would be, did they have a blast, have some drinks, and forget about it, or was she just furious the rest of the day? I mean, he, he would have needed to put in some serious effort at the reception yeah, I agree. to win her. But in the same That's night. That's a rough one. We're talk, you were talking about he's got five or six hours to make that go away. Also, is he a prankster? Like, is that the type of guy she married and she knew that? That's a fair question. Because so that, if that's that, his personality, if I did that to my wife, then that's hilarious. Right. If you did that to your wife, probably wouldn't go well. No, not Would at all. not go well for me and my wife I mean, wife she would either. never agree to jump in a pool like that anyway. But if we had agreed to, and there were times where I will joke around, but I even know, like, yeah, there's a limit to how far. And that one, for oh, sure. crossing the line and then running back over it a few times. That There's no way that would fly. It is funny, though, when you think about, like, that one you were talking about in the lake in Alabama. This one, and I don't know where this was. This was in Australia. It is funny or intriguing to think about all the different customs and different parts of not only the United States, but the world, about the way people act and their behavior, what some people think are funny, other people think are stupid, and how we look at one another. What do you think is the thing about we both live in Jersey, work in New York, the strangest thing others and maybe the country or the world think about us? Like what we do that people think is the weirdest. That we're rude. I think most people think people from New York, New Jersey are rude, um, poor-speaking Americans. You know, like that dumb Italian, forget about all that crap. I think that we're like, I think people look at us as um, just goons. That's what I think. That's probably it. I mean, I, I don't, rude is probably definitely like, it's the thing that jumps to the top of mind of how what the world thinks of yeah. us. But I wonder if, like, that's not, like, something bizarre. Like, we think about how... I don't know that, but I don't know that there's like anything... Like, in Florida, there's things you think of. In the Deep South, there's things you think well, of that are... All right, so... Like, if, rude is just if rude. You ask listen, me about if you get in our way, we will be rude. If you ask me about Florida, the first thing I think of is, a Florida man did something stupid. Right. That's what I think. You mentioned Alabama, and it's just a t- stereotype. I think really deep Southern accent, uh, accent and not that bright. Right, For like, no like reason other than stereotype. Not a... Not a Bad idea, just not really fully fleshed out. Yeah. With this is a good proposal yes. idea. You got most of the way there. You kind of didn't stick the. What land. about someone living in Texas? What would you think? I think a guy holding a, a gun and I think of a cowboy. Right. Yeah. Um, all right, someone in California. Uh, I mean, probably I would start with Southern California. Well, I'm thinking it because today we did the the hand gesture yeah, yeah. with the cameraman, mm-hmm. so I would think, like, surf's up, dude, Calabunga. Okay. Hang that's loose. Southern California. Only because CeeLo yeah. and I did that, like, seven times today. That's fair. But that's Southern California ocean. I get that. I would, yeah, I would say they think we're goons. That's what yeah, I you're think. you're probably right. Rude goons. We're rude. We're obnoxious. We're yeah. unapproachable. Obnoxious. That's even a better one. I would buy like, that. And yet, like, like, we th- like, we think we're better. And yet, when you go around the country... 
it, it is funny. Most people are very nice. Even here. Well, that's the thing. South. I would agree with you that people are nice in other places. But listen, I've seen some really wonderful acts of kindness and people being yes. incredibly nice to each other in New York City Absolute and really stressful 100%. times. So it is true of other places. It's just true of the people here as well. Yeah, it's true everywhere. The problem is the bad ones really ruin it for everyone. And here's where I'll agree with maybe what New Yorkers in New Jersey have that the rest of the country doesn't. Are people who are whatever? No. We're loud. So oh, it's, very loud. it sticks out. Well, that's part of because the Because the rudeness here will stick out in a but way. But that's because, the goon mentality. And it's abrasive. It's in your face. I agree. I agree. That is true. Um, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know about other parts of the country. Like if I thought about like Minnesota, I think gullible. Why? Why would I think gullible? Because I saw Fargo, which isn't even, nor- which isn't even Minnesota. But that, it's that type of mentality, I think, of for that region. But that's not fair. No, and like I would, pro- I mean, there's so many states in the middle of the country where I would just all throw in that. I mean, the southern states kind of all looped into one, maybe, right? Maybe separate for Texas and Florida, yeah, Alabama, uh, Alabama, to Tennessee, seem, Missouri. Just see, I don't, I disagree. Kentucky, I think Alabama, Louisiana, like those two, I kind of tie together. But if you tell me Tennessee and Alabama, I don't think the same. I don't know why. I don't, I, maybe because I've been to Tennessee and it's not like right. that. And also, I, like, I've been to Nashville, which is as big a city as yeah. anywhere else I've been to. Yeah. And it's got people from all over the place now. Right. It's almost like people move there. They are. It's one of the fastest growing cities in the world. Who was the baseball player that just bought their offseason home there? Oh, come on. I just saw Was it Bryce Harper? I think it was Bryce Harper. It wouldn't surprise me. I was there five years ago, and there was construction everywhere. Yeah. One of my closest friends lives down there, and it's just how much construction and building they've done over the last few years. Everybody's going down there. There you go. Bryce Harper set to move his family to Knoxville, not Nashville, but he's moving to Tennessee too in a growing trend. Yeah. And he's not from there. No, I don't know. He's not He's from Southern California. Wasn't he like a San Diego guy? And Trout was from South Jersey, correct? Yeah, because Trout, he's not from Philly, but he's a big Philly guy. But he's a Philly guy guy because he's that Cherry Hill area way down south. So there you go. All right. Do you see uh, Central Jersey, where we live? It's where? it's about to be declared real because there's that whole real? battle. Yeah, well, people say there's no real Central Jersey. You're either north or south. Oh, stupid. And we know enough from living oh. there. There is a very clear Central Jersey that is. exists. And, yeah, I, I don't know if it's a central, the governor or whatever, the but state. they're declaring Central Jersey as a real place. So we're getting oh. some recognition. I live in Central Jersey, and so do you. Uh, all right, good job. Uh, we'll do it again. Tomorrow. Well, we're not doing this tomorrow. Yeah, but. no, no. Tomorrow, 10.05. Podcast again? For you and uh, not podcast, the warm up show. show. With CeeLo, yes. Okay. All right. So you got that tomorrow morning at five, and then Sal and I will join you at six o'clock. Ian Eagle, nine o five, and Ian Eagle, the national broadcaster of the year, in his annual visit with me and Sal. Because I don't, I don't think I'm doing anymore with Sal this summer with his move to middays. I don't. I mentioned that to Ian, so he's gonna come. Yeah, this, I think geared up, ready to send Sal off deal. in style. It was a big deal and for if, us. I mean, if there's anybody you can count on to deliver oh, and something like that, I love Ian. it is Ian Eagle. He is such a good dude. All right, so him tomorrow at 9. So we got warm-up show at 5, Sal and I at 6, Ian joins us at 9, and then I'm off to Virginia. You're off home, and then Sal's off to somewhere. Uh, all right, you're going to have to do the see you at the end. Uh, warm-up show with you and Lepresti coming up next, like now. Do it. See you. Dude, no, 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 no. You got to do better than that. That wasn't even intentional for my voice to crack like that. That was horrible. So give me a second here. Yeah. See y'all? Fine.